Hey everybody, uh, tonight Joy and I are going to do something a little crazy, um, a little radical, a little uh, not political. Uh, here, here's what it is. Uh, we are going to look into the Bible, uh, look into the Word of God uh, for answers, uh, for direction, uh, for guidance, uh, because we believe that it is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Uh, so I hope tonight that you'll hang with us. And, uh, and as we look into Scripture, I think that we'll find um, some answers uh, for the church, for Christians on uh, what we need to be doing uh, in these times, uh, what we need to be doing uh, when, uh, when our culture is kind of going crazy mm-hmm. uh, all uh, around us. Uh, we'll get into that in just a second, but first, uh, let's open up and uh, pray together. Let's pray. Uh, Lord, we thank you for time together tonight. Uh, we're so grateful, very, very grateful, Lord, for your word. Thank you so much uh, for this incredible gift. It truly is uh, a sharp, double-edged sword. It is a, a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And We pray tonight that as we look into your word, that you would uh, speak to us, that you would bring truth to us, that you would uh, shine a light on on, uh, who we are and on what we uh, should do and on the direction that uh, we should go. Lord, just from your word, uh, come and give us guidance and and direction and insight and truth uh, for uh, for the days to come. We pray this uh, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Well, um, what what we've talked about doing uh, tonight, and, and maybe here for for a couple Wednesday nights, is uh, is to look into uh, the Book of Acts. Uh, it's it's just so incredibly uh, relevant uh, for where we are today. I don't know why it continues to amaze me, but it, but it but it, it I guess it does uh, how. Uh, I don't know that it amazes me anymore. Yeah, it does. That this book is just so relevant and just speaks to us, uh, to the times that we're in, and speaks to uh, our everyday uh, life. And and I think I think that here in the book of Acts we find some uh, some real clear help and direction uh, that is so relevant for the times that we find ourselves in. Uh, so so we'd like to uh, just just look at Acts and. Uh, and gain some answers uh, from it. Uh, I, I think in Acts chapter four, uh, there is just a powerful, relevant, uh, relevant uh, truth uh, that the church needs to remember uh, right here, right now. I, we've talked about it at Life Change uh, quite a bit, but I want to talk about it uh, some more. Uh, and um, and uh, so, so, what happens here in Acts uh, chapter four? Um, uh, you know, if you remember, uh, Acts is is uh, is after the crucifixion of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He has he has been buried, uh, has risen again, has appeared you know, to the apostles, the the disciples, and 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 to many others. Uh, you know, showing uh, Acts one says giving many convincing proofs that he's that he's risen, that he is uh, alive, and then uh, you know just to like top it all off, he ascends. Up into heaven, right in front of their uh, eyes, uh, and uh, and and they're as they're standing there gazing into heaven, um, two angels appear. I'm sure you know the story, and say, "What are you What are you doing gazing into heaven?" And they remind us that 
that Jesus is coming again. And I just want to keep reminding us that of, of the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and that it is a wonderful good time to be ready uh, for the return of our Savior. They said the same way that, that He's gone, He's coming back. He's, he's coming again. And, uh, and then uh, they, after having seen that and heard the angels, uh, the apostles, the disciples, they do what Jesus had instructed them to do. They go to Jerusalem and they wait uh, for, the, for the gift of the Holy Spirit, which, which was promised. And on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit uh, is poured out upon them. You know, Peter stands and, and preaches. Uh, some 3,000 people give their hearts uh, to the Lord. Uh, and, then, uh, and, then we, and then we get, at the end of Acts chapter 2, we get a beautiful picture uh, of the first church. Uh, they're loving one another. They're, mm. they're meeting together, and, and they are growing. People are being saved every day. And then in Acts chapter 3, uh, Peter and John uh, go to the temple. Uh, at the time to pray, three in the afternoon, uh, they go to a gate called Beautiful, and there's a crippled man uh, there, and, and, and there's this incredible miracle uh, that takes place as he is healed in the name uh, of Jesus, and everyone sees this crippled man walking and running and jumping and praising God, and, and so like a crowd gathers, and Peter seizes the opportunity, and he preaches the gospel uh, to uh, this crowd, and it says that many more uh, people believed uh, the message that was preached, so that their number grew to, to 5,000 uh, men. Uh, but because of all this, uh, the, uh, the, the leaders, the same people who had taken Jesus and crucified him and thought that that would be the end of it, uh, they come and, and they, they meet with Peter and John uh, uh, because, they don't, because they're preaching uh, the, that there is life in Jesus' name, and they're preaching that He has risen uh, again, and they're preaching the resurrection of the dead in in Jesus' name. And so they, uh, because of the time of the day, they actually arrest uh, Peter and John, uh, put them in prison, and then the next day uh, they they meet together to decide what they're going to do with Peter and John. And they say this this is what they say Acts chapter four that they are going to. Tell them, tell Peter and John that they that they're going to let them go, as, but they've got to stop uh, uh, speaking and teaching uh, in the name of Jesus. Uh, and so they they bring Peter and John together. Uh, they tell them that exact thing. They tell them to stop preaching, teaching in the name of Jesus. And Peter responds with, you know, you know, you've got to judge uh, for yourself what you would do. Would you do what man says or would you do what God says? Would you do what's right in man's eyes or would you do what's right in God's eyes? And, and so he, so he says, and then they say, we can't stop. We cannot stop preaching. We cannot stop speaking. We cannot stop teaching about everything that we have seen and heard. You know, just this wonderful reminder that they were actually there, <laughs> that they saw, that they walked and talked with Jesus, that they were there when he was crucified, that they saw him dead, that they knew the men who laid him in the tomb. They knew the tomb where he was laid in. They went to the tomb. Peter and John went there and found it empty, and that, and that they had seen Jesus later risen again. They walked with him. Peter walked with him on the beach ate fish with him, ate breakfast with him around a fire. They, they had seen him and heard him. They, they, they got together with him and talked about the kingdom of God. And, and they said, man, we, we saw him crucified. We remember he said he would do it. 
and now he's risen again, we know that he is the Christ, uh, the Son of God, that he is Savior and Lord, and we cannot stop, and we will not stop uh, preaching and teaching and speaking and telling the world of uh, Jesus. So, so then, uh, Acts chapter 4, uh, verse 23, uh, I'll, I'll read here, and, and uh, they, they are going to come back together uh, with the church. On their release, uh, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer. So here's, here's the church coming together uh, in prayer, and, and this is what they pray. They say, Sovereign Lord, they said, You have made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. And, and then they're going to quote Psalm chapter 2. Why do the nations rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers gather together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. This is, them, this is the church praying together. Verse 29, Now, Lord, this is their prayer, after, after Peter and John have been put in prison uh, by the very people uh, who killed Jesus. These are, right. these are not idle threat kind of people. Right. These are, right. they, they've, they've got authority backing them and, uh, and reputation, and they will, they will do whatever needs to be done in order to work about their agenda. Uh, so, so this is for real persecution that is coming against the church, for real persecution that is telling the church uh, to stop preaching Jesus. You see why this is relevant? Yeah. Because this is Definitely. happening right. in our time. It has yeah. been uh, happening, but but we're seeing it here. It's like it's it's accelerating or something. Yeah. It's like it's picking up speed yeah. uh, to to where we are being told to stop uh, preaching Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so the church is praying now, and this is what they say. Verse 29, it says, Now, Lord, consider their threats, because they're real threats, mm -hmm. and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. I love that prayer. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. It, it's it, it's so it's such a wonderful instruction for us, uh, and 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 is so relevant to us because because they don't pray for safety. Right. Uh, they don't pray to survive. Uh, they don't pray to 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 be whisked away and hide somewhere. Right. Yeah. Uh, they pray for boldness and not just boldness for great yeah. uh, boldness to continue to speak the word of God. So, so what we as a church need to do when the world tells us to stop preaching Jesus is to say, no, we can't do that. That's right. And then we need to pray and we need to pray that God will give us clarity, right. that he'll give us wisdom, that he'll give us courage, and that he will give us great boldness to not stop preaching Jesus, but to preach Jesus all the That's more, right. yes. all the more powerfully and all the more uh, clearly. That give us great boldness. And then he says in verse 30, and stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, uh, Jesus. So they want, they want God to powerfully move in, in miracles and healings, and they want great courage and boldness for themselves to continue to preach 
Jesus. And I think that this is something that we as the church right now, we need to do. We need to begin to pray that God will give us great boldness to preach and that he will come and powerfully, miraculously move in our midst and do miracles and healings. And in verse 31, it says, after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. God comes and answers their prayer. They're filled with the Holy Spirit and they speak the word of God boldly. And the rest of chapter four talks about how the church continues to to flourish and thrive and grow. Mm -hmm. And there's opposition and persecution and there's more to come. But there is a courage and a boldness within the people of God to proclaim Jesus and to make him known. And we're facing all of this and, and it may just get worse. I don't know. I don't know. But I know that for us, the church, what we are to do is to not be quiet, That's right. but to boldly make Jesus known. Yeah. What we're to do is, is, is to not hide out and close our mouths. We are to, with, with wisdom and, and, uh, and clarity, preach the gospel of Jesus' name. So, that, so the early church is... Um, Face an opposition, they're telling them to stop. Mm-hmm. And their prayer is, help us, Lord, to not stop. Right. To preach. Yeah. Why? Why is, is that the prayer they needed to pray? And why is that so important? Well, they could have, like you said, just said, Lord, we're going to find us a good hiding spot, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> good old, big old cave somewhere. Let's go hide. And if they had done that, then... Who, you know, that would have been that would have been some serious, you know, implications on that. Um, but my thought was, Peter could not not do that. Yes. He had to say, "We can't stop. We have to preach the word, and we have to preach it with boldness." And the reason he prayed for boldness is because he knew. He, mm. if you look back into Matthew 16, Peter had a revelation of who Christ was. That's right. You know, um, so Jesus said, who, who do people say that the Son of Man is in, in Matthew 16 and 13? And they replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he's, he looks at his disciples and he said, but what about you? Who do you say I am? Yes. And Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus gave him a blessing right there. He said, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. So, so Peter knew, he had a revelation of who Christ was, and Jesus' word right there, that the church was going to be built on the rock of Jesus, and that the gates of hell would not prevail against it. Well, it seemed like at that moment the gates of hell were coming against them. Yeah. You know, the authorities, the, the, the government, the, you know, the people in charge were coming against the church. And Peter had the revelation of who Christ was. And he also had the word of God that said, on this rock, the, the, Jesus, the rock, the Messiah, the Son of God, the church is going to be built and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Yes. So he had the word. He had a revelation of Christ. He had the word and what Jesus said that what was going to happen and how the church was going to be built. He had that word. And he also had authority. He said, I will give 
give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever yeah. you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Well, Peter knew he right then. He said, you know what, Lord, I know there's boldness from heaven and I'm loosing that boldness right now on the church. And he knew that what yeah. he, he had given, been given the authority and been given the revelation of who Christ was. He'd been given uh, the word of how the church was supposed to be built and the, the gates of hell would not come against it. And then he was given the authority. Yes. And so he knew. He knew he could not stop. He knew it. You know, and, um, and then Peter goes through this. After this, Peter goes through the whole denial of Jesus. You know, yeah. and they're in the they're they're having the um, the Last Supper and and Jesus, you know, right during that time, um, this very night, he says, "You'll fall away, and on count for me, for it's written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I've risen, I'll go ahead of you into Galilee." And Peter replied, "Even if all fall away <laughs> on account of you, I never will, because he's Peter. He's got the revelation. He's got the authority. You know, he's got he's Peter. Yeah. You know." And so he, but Jesus said, truly, I tell you, Peter, this very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. Hmm. Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. Well, Peter disowns him. Yes. That very night, he denies Jesus. And then he goes through this whole redemption process. Jesus brings him back. Jesus, you know, is a, a, arises, arose from the dead, and mm. and the tomb is rolled away. The stone from the tomb is rolled away, and the angel sitting on the tomb tells the ladies who come to the to the tomb. He said, "Go tell the disciples and Peter yes. that I'm risen, that Jesus has risen." And that he's alive. Amen. And then Jesus brings him back and he's, you know, and during the whole, before Jesus ascends into heaven and he tells Peter to, to feed his sheep and to feed his lambs, you know, and Jesus just brings him back into the fold. And so Peter, um, he has, he has the forgiveness. He has the call of God on his life. And then in Pentecost, he preaches the house down. And so he gets to this point where he's been thrown into jail and the people are telling them to stop. You have to stop. You cannot, you cannot preach Jesus anymore. They don't know what Peter's been through. That's right. Peter has seen Jesus. Peter has had the revelation. And this time, Peter says, I'm not denying Jesus. Hmm. I'm not disowning Jesus. Hmm. This time, I'm not stopping. Because I've seen him. He is no longer dead. He is alive. And I must spend everything I have to preach his name. Yes. And that's what, if as the church, we have that revelation yes. of who Christ is. Amen. And we have his word and we have the authority. Yes. And at this time where it looks like things are closing in and it's, and it's looking like the voice of the voice of the church needs to be stopped. We, we just need to arise and say boldly say we cannot. That's we cannot right. stop. We will not deny Jesus. That's right. Amen. So what are your thoughts on that? Amen. Um, just just thinking about what you're saying there, uh, you know, it, you know, I think maybe there was a time when Peter was struggling with doubts, but that time had ended. Yeah, it had come to it it come no to an more. end. That's right. You know, I was thinking of uh, I was thinking of like everything that made this. While you were talking, this connection with Joseph, uh, um, and I, I think I think in the King James translation in the story of Joseph, it says that you know like everything that he went through that that like iron had entered into his into his soul. Wow. You know, that he had yeah. he had developed this strength. And, yeah. And character that there was that there was a, a a revelation and a truth that was in him that mm. could not be removed mm -hmm. and and everything that Peter went through 
uh, had developed that by this time yeah. in him yeah. to where there was no doubt. There was no doubt. There was no doubt mm-hmm. that Jesus was the Messiah, mm-hmm. the Christ, uh, the Son of the living God. And, 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 you know, like you said, when you come to that place where the doubts are gone and you know that you know that you know. Right. Then what else can you do? Right. I mean, that's, that's why he said, yeah. you know, in, in John 6, when everybody was leaving Jesus, mm-hmm. and Jesus said, are you guys going to leave too? That's why Peter said, no. No, not us. That's right. Not, not me. That's not right. us. Because we, what did he say? He said, we believe and we know. Yeah. Not only yeah. not only believe, but there's something that's that's gotten in me to where I know that you are the Holy One mm-hmm. of God, and I know that you have the words of life. So right. I'm staying right here. He said, where else can we go? There's, yes. there's nowhere else that, that we can go. Uh, and, and so, you know, just to tack on to what, what you're saying, the why uh, then when we know that, that He is the Christ, the Son of the living yeah. God, uh, and, and we see Him for who He truly is, then we see that He is the only way. That's right. That He is the only yes. one. He had an encounter with the living God. And when you have an encounter with the living God, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no stopping. Mm-hmm. You can't stop. You can't you know, stop. You can't stop. He comes in, changes you, forgives you, cleanses you, brings you everything you need, peace. I mean, just the encounter with the living God. And you can't stop. That's why yes. Christians across through history who've been persecuted, they couldn't stop because they've had an encounter with the living God. Yes. And that's what happened with Peter. And, and the thought, too, that I had was if Peter had stopped, the, mm. the very next yeah. couple of chapters in Acts, there's a very important conversion that happens, and it's Paul, uh, Saul on the road of Tarsus. Mm-hmm. If Peter had stopped, then that would not have happened. Mm. And then if, that, if Saul had not been converted, then we would not be sitting right here talking about the Word of God. I mean, it was all God's plan and purpose and and just praying for that boldness to push the church into where it needed to be yes yes amen yeah so if peter and john had had gone back to the church and said hey they said stop we gotta stop yeah they told us to stop we gotta stop We, we wouldn't be here doing this that's right and and wouldn't know the the life that we know, the freedom that we know, the peace that we know, yeah. the abundant life that that we enjoy, the the blessing of mm. the Lord poured out uh, right. upon uh, our lives. That's, right. that's a you know that's what that's what uh, Romans ten says. You know that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's right. But how can they call uh, on one they've not believed? Mm. And how can they believe in one they've not heard? And how can they hear? without a preacher. Mm-hmm. And that's why it said, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring uh, good news. Yeah. And that, uh, that so, so part of the why then is is the lives that will be changed. That's right. Who knows tomorrow but, who, you know, who yeah. needs to hear this word or, or in, the, in a couple of weeks, you know, who knows what God has. And we can't stop just because there's pressure to stop you know yes. we can't stop because there's souls to be saved because God Jesus came so that none would perish yes and then we don't want anyone to perish but you, all to be all to right. come to the father all yeah. to find repentance yeah, that's right yes uh, amen amen so uh, so why do we need to pray this prayer and why can we the church not be silent and, and why can we, the church, not stop preaching and proclaiming the gospel of Jesus' name? 
It's, it's because of the revelation that we have That's right. of Jesus. And it's because we, we still believe that, that Jesus changes lives. We still believe that He is, is bringing uh, salvation uh, and, and life, abundant life and eternal life. And there's something uh, really powerful that Peter says uh, here in Acts chapter 4. It's one of those verses that you need uh, to memorize. Uh, and um, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read, um, starting back at, at verse 8, uh, where uh, where the uh, the leaders bring Peter to John together and they begin to question them about the miracle that took place and about the preaching that they're doing. And Acts chapter 4, verse 8, this is Peter's response, and then we'll get to verse 12, which you probably know what it is. Uh, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a cripple and are asked, how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. So he reminds us that there that he was crucified, that he died, and that God raised him from the dead, and that it is the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that they are proclaiming yes. and that they uh, are preaching. You know, in other places in the New Testament, you know, Paul points this out that he says, he says in a, in Second Corinthians uh, four, he says that we're not preaching ourselves, we're preaching Jesus, because it's Jesus who changes lives. We're preaching the name of Jesus Christ. And he says, you know, in, in 1 Corinthians 2, he says, I, I resolve to know nothing or to preach nothing except for Christ and Him crucified. And so he says, it is, it is because of the name of Jesus that this man stands before you healed. In verse 11, he says, He is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the capstone. Uh, kind of interesting. Uh, Peter's all the time quoting Scripture. Mm -hmm. He's all the time quoting Psalm. Psalm, uh, there 118. Mm -hmm. uh, um and then verse 12, here, here's the verse. This is so powerful. This is so important. Not politically correct. He says, mm -hmm. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no name under heaven given to men by which there is no other name under heaven given to men, given to mankind, by which we must be saved. That's right. It, this is, he says, this is why... We've got to preach Jesus because there's no one else. He says, this is, this is why we can't stop, even if you're told to stop. This is why we've got to pray for boldness to, to proclaim the word of the Lord, because there is no other name under heaven by which we can be saved. So there is, there is salvation found in Christ and in Christ alone, and we can find salvation nowhere else. We can find eternal life nowhere else. See, it's not a popular idea. It's not a politically correct idea because, you know, the, the popular idea is that, is that whatever path you choose to salvation or to eternal life mm -hmm. is acceptable and that's okay. But, but God's only given one. That's right. And it's Jesus Christ. That's it. There's only There's only one name 
to which we can find salvation. And it's the name of our Lord and Savior, yes. Jesus Christ. There is no other name. Jesus said it himself in John 14, 6. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. There's no way to the Father. There's no way to everlasting life. There's no way to abundant life uh, other than Jesus. Jesus is the only yes. way. He is the only name that saves. And so he's the only name I'm going to preach. That's right. And I'm, I'm not going to stop. stop. <laughs> <laughs> we said that at exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly the same time. And I, and, and I will not stop. And we, the church, can not stop. Because Christ and Christ alone saves. Right. Maybe, maybe you're saying right now, well, well, saves from what? Saves me, saves me from what? He, he saves us from our sins. Mm -hmm. and, and sin steals, kills, and destroys. Sin binds and enslaves. And Jesus is the only name where we can find freedom yes. and salvation from our sins. And, and then this is also not a popular uh, topic anymore, but, but he saves us uh, from eternal judgment. He saves us uh, from, from eternal hell uh, right. and, and brings us in to eternal life uh, where, where because of the name of Jesus, we will, if we believe in his name, uh, we will not perish, but have everlasting yes. life Amen. living uh, with him. And, and with the Father, uh, and, and with our brothers and sisters in Christ, in our heavenly home, in a new heavens, and a new earth, and a new Jerusalem uh, throughout all eternity. You know, you know Revelation 20 uh, clearly tells us that all those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life, uh, who have put their faith and trust in the name of Jesus, that they are going to enter yes. into eternity with Jesus and live. But all those whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life are thrown with the devil and death and Hades into the lake of fire Amen. for all eternity. Jesus saves us from all of that, but his name is the only name that saves. I think yes. that's why Jude tells us that, that we, we need to labor and, and fight and battle in order to snatch others from the flames that, that they are that they are living in rebellion to Christ and in denial of Christ and they are headed towards the eternal flames mm. of hell but we can proclaim the gospel of Jesus name That's right. and change their destiny That's right. change their eternal yeah. home change yeah. their path towards destruction yeah. so that they live yeah. amen 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 so tonight uh, i think we ought to pray together as a church and, and pray this prayer in Acts that God will give us boldness to proclaim the name yes. of Jesus. Uh, but before we do that, if, if you're watching, if you're, if you're listening, and, and you've not trusted Jesus as Lord and Savior, but the Holy Spirit is drawing you and calling you right now, and you want to believe and put your faith and your hope and all of your trust uh, in Jesus Christ. You, you're saying right now, I believe that he's the only name that saves and, and I want to receive him as my Lord and Savior. I just want to pray with you. I'm just going to lead you in a prayer. Just uh, repeat after me uh, and, and trust Jesus. Call out in his name. He says, everyone who calls on his name will be saved. Yes. Pray with me. Let's pray together. Uh, Lord Jesus, I believe Acts 4.12, that you are salvation and that there is no one else. Yes. 
And Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I'm worthy of death. And I, I right now receive your forgiveness. Lord Jesus, I open up my heart and I ask you to come into my life and be my Savior and be my Lord. Save me, Jesus. Make me yours. Bring me into abundant life. Bring me into eternal life. I declare right now that you are my Savior, that you are my Lord, that you are my forever passion. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Uh, Before we close tonight, um, let's just pray and, and pray with us. And let me encourage you to pray this, this prayer from Acts, that God will give us great boldness in these times to continue to proclaim the word of the Lord. Let's pray together. Uh, Lord, we just come before you tonight. Uh, I hope everybody listening and watching is praying with me that that we are doing right now what Acts 4, the the church in Acts 4 did. They, They came together and they prayed. And so we're together right now and, and we're praying, Lord, and, and, and we know that there's opposition yes. uh, all around and, and that we're being told to be quiet. But, but Lord, we pray because, because we know that your name is the only name that saves. And, and we know that only in you is found abundant life and eternal life. And so we can't stop. We can't stop preaching you. And so we ask that you would give us wisdom, that you'd give us clarity that you'd give us courage, that you'd give us great boldness, that you'd fill us with the Holy Spirit so that we with great boldness can continue to proclaim the word of the Lord, can continue to preach the name of Jesus, the only name that saves. And Lord, we pray that you would come and move in power and that you would heal and do miracles, that you would powerfully move and that all would see and know that you are true and just and holy and right and that it is in your name that we find life and salvation and freedom and peace and abundant life and eternal life found in you. Mm. We pray this in the mighty, holy, glorious name of Jesus. Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. God uh, bless you. And uh, Sunday, you know, come together with the people of God right. and worship and, yeah. and encourage and pray. Uh, it'll change you and, and, and change the world. That's right. God bless.